0: this is the Sikkim podcast powered by Rogue Media Network The Sikkim podcast is a production
1: of Baylor Athletics. now here are your hosts Katie Smith and the voice of the Bears John Morris. And welcome to this week's Sikkim podcast powered by Rogue Media Network. We are glad you are with us this week. Happy March, spring break next week for some. It is March, Katie. Wow. Here we go. A lot of folks think, what do you think of March? March Madness. March
0: Madness. I was like, oh, geez. Oh, geez. Spring, what do I think of? (laughs) Yeah.
1: But uh, there are other sports, a ton of other sports going strong here at Baylor. One of those we'll talk about today acrobatics and tumbling.
0: Yes, our very own Fee Mulkey joining us. She's very busy, but thank you so much for taking the time, Fee, to come on over. Absolutely.
2: Happy to be here.
1: We are glad you're here. This is, with Katie and I, it's Friendly Fire. It's not like maybe some other podcast you might be on. Okay, <laughs> okay so Okay, well, we're I'm pretty friendly.
2: snarky and I'm a hothead, so I we'll love see. it. We'll we'll well, I that's happened. great <laughs> for viewership. i heard
1: that about you. <laughs> maybe all-time record numbers with the snarky <laughs> Fee Mulkey.
0: Oh, that could be the tagline <laughs> of the podcast.
1: Let's do that for her. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being with us. Season off to a great start, uh, three and zero, and you're headed to Oregon next week.
2: Yes, we are very excited. This is our little spring break trip, so we're going to see them next Wednesday, and we've had a, a we had a meet a week there the first few weeks, which is always a challenge. Um, so we've had a couple of weeks to kind of fine tune some things. So we're excited.
0: Yeah. And so with Oregon, is it, is it pretty every other year that y'all go back and forth of host versus going to travel to Oregon?
2: You know, ever since we created the sport, we kind of had, there were six of us across the country, yeah. six schools. And so we've been really collaborative mm-hmm. and in an effort to make sure uh, that we're taking care of each other, Oregon and Baylor up until this point, every year does a home and away each year. So yeah. we, I, we go there and they come here Both. every That's year. Right. That's right. Um, and with Quinnipiac, we go every other year so um i love that because oregon's great competition i love going back up there and and seeing my buddies too and the food there's good i always talk about the food Um, but you know we're gonna have some regional competition in the next few years so i'm not sure how long it it will play out this way so we're gonna enjoy it while we can
0: yeah that's awesome
1: what's your go-to what's the place you really have to go eat in eugene these people
2: should i should be an influencer i am not you are yeah you are i should i think she is Uh, off the waffle
1: Oh really? Off, Off the Waffle.
2: Off the Waffle <laughs> is my name. absolute number one go to. I don't even know if we're going to have the opportunity to eat there as a team because of the way our schedule uh-huh. goes out, but I love it so much that I tell my husband all the time that he should open an Off the Waffle and wake up. Oh. I've I found a building. I yeah. think it be I don't know the, <laughs> I don't know if they franchise. But um yeah, that's my favorite. And then the other it's the other place up there which I also wish would come here is called Cafe Yum. And it's kind of like a, um, it's a, a, it's fast food, but it's not fast food. Uh It's healthy. And I do, I do force my team to go there.
0: Ooh, Cafe Yum and Off the Waffle. I'm stuck on Off the Waffle, probably just because of the name. But is it a, (laughs) like, specialty waffle? Like, well, Well, what's, what's better than a Waffle House? Because that's polarizing.
2: You would not need, with these waffles, you would, in my opinion, you do not need syrup. So they're they're like, I think they're called, I'm probably going to butcher this, but, uh, liege waffles or something like that. But the cool thing about the place is they put all these flavors together that you would never think would go together. So like Havarti cheese, um, re- caramelized red onions, you know, like were these wow. random food, like uh, the one I used to get with the name of it was no, really though. And it was like, (laughs) had pears and cheese. I'm telling you, if you ever make it to Eugene, you have to go there. It's my absolute favorite. I'll do it. And try something that you don't think that
1: you would Uh like. Okay. As far as you know, that's the only one, though? There's there's two in Eugene. Two in Eugene. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very cool. And Cafe Yum. I want to say I've seen that somewhere. I, I'm I don't not, know where. It
2: may be in other places in Oregon, okay. for, but it, it is a, that's a franchise. Okay. So Yeah, that's my other favorite. I've seen it somewhere. Yeah.
1: All right. You are an influencer, so this will help. Oh, I man. Going to You've Eugene. influenced
0: me today. <laughs> I have plans to go.
1: Do you, from your time previous time working there, it's been a few years mm-hmm. now, but are there still people there, maybe in athletics, or maybe yeah. just friends there in Eugene that you get to see?
2: Yes, I do have friends in Eugene. Um some people in athletics, but even the ones who have left, Eugene, are still in a lot of them in Portland and Oregon. So, they'll come down and don nice. their Baylor gear at uh, next Wednesday. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, I forced that. <laughs> I it anymore, it's so. expected. Exactly. <laughs>
1: and are you in the Matthew Knight Arena? We are. Okay. Yeah, it's a great it's cool. a great
2: facility. It is yeah. really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Really cool. With how, the trees
0: does that, on the how does that compare to the Farrell Center in terms of, like, set up for acrobats and tumbling?
2: You know, I – the Matthew Knight Arena is Beautiful, fantastic, fun fact. My name and picture of two wiener dogs are on the beams in the ceiling. Whoa. I, was, I was there in the last, you know, when they raised was, the last yeah. beam. I think that's like, and so I signed my name and then drew a picture of two wiener dogs because nice. I always have that. That's two. amazing. So anyway, I love Matthew Knight It's beautiful. I actually prefer the feral way the setup is because our bleachers come all the way down okay. really close to the floor. So the fans are right on top of you. Okay. And the difference in Eugene uh, is in, in Matthew. Unite is the fans are a little bit farther away, mm-hmm. and it's still a fantastic facility, and yeah. I love it. I I prefer when it's when they're right on
1: you like yeah. we are
2: here. So. That's
0: awesome.
1: Very cool. And your team uh, going there to take on Eugene, take on Oregon coming up this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They'll be here. Oregon will on April first. So right. that'll mm-hmm. be fun. Um, your team the season so far three and zero start. Do you feel like you're? I know you want to you know gradually or maybe not gradually you want to improve <laughs> yeah, every yes. meet and be better you know peaking at the end of the year mm-hmm. you feel like you're on that path
2: we are and uh you know we haven't we haven't had a clean meet we've had some really clean areas so far but we haven't had a super clean meet all the way through um so we've made some adjustments and hopefully this week this next week we will have and it doesn't have to be perfect but it needs to be a clean one and it's fun to see some of our um some new, some new skills, and some yeah. new people, and some heats, and that's what I love about the journey of our year. You don't see the same. Many times you don't see the same people at the end of the year yeah. as you do at the beginning of the year. So you'll see some different people in different events on uh, this Wednesday, and, uh, and we've you know really worked on our tosses, not our strong point, but it's becoming our strong point, and um, probably see some new faces in tumbling. So mm. yeah. We're, we're, I think we're on a good trajectory.
0: Yeah. So without giving away all of your secrets, when you're playing, when you're competing at someone like Oregon back to back months, how many changes do you or them just in the nature of the sport make in between those, those two competitions?
2: Well, it just depends on where our weak areas are. So where we can gain the most points are in tumbling. So we have better start values than a lot of schools. So maintaining those start values and then upping execution. So okay. if that means changing in individuals who will get a better see, execution score, kind of, okay. kind of like that. And then you can also take your score up in team event a little bit, but it's this um, kind of balance of how high do you take your start value versus what execution deductions you're going to get? And is it worth it to go up? Do we? So right now our start value is right at a 108, a little bit over a 108. And I think, you know, most people, I think we're within Four or five tenths of a couple of other teams. I don't know where Oregon lands in their team event start value, but we could take ours up exponentially. Yeah. But would it be worth it? Mm. I see. Execution-wise. So that's always kind of a balance. And and that may be something that we can change. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah.
0: I'm always fascinated by the strategy behind acrobatics and tumbling. And I can confidently say there's no one in the country, in the world, that can world. explain it better <laughs> than <feed. laughs> right I love exactly. that. I'm like, who better?
1: Best possible guest to uh, address that here. Is that is that fun for you? Is that a challenge? That's my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Yeah, it?
2: I do. I love that part. I like the problem solving and right. figuring yeah, it out on the right. back end. And then uh, with that, and this is the cheesy part, but I really love watching like the athletes grow and getting into these different things. And I'll, um, Allie Joswick, who has been on our team, this is she, her junior year. She had an injury. Um, I think the end of her freshman year, I can't remember exactly when it was, but she's coming back and, To see her kind of grow into what, and I don't know if she'll compete in certain events on Wednesday, but her trajectory is just like, she's going to bring our star value up, you know, just with the things that she can do. So that's the other thing is like, okay, what, you know, we had an injury um, at the trine meet, which pulled one of our tumblers out. And then it's problem solving, like, hey, okay, how can we, you know, where, how, where are we going to look in our bench to bring the start value back? Yeah, Allie Joswick is, like, stepping up in all of these different places, as are several other athletes. So that's always telling in the year when uh, you can fill a spot like that, you know, yeah. and and we're, we're going to need to fill it when we go up on Wednesday.
0: Yeah. You mentioned Allie being such a, a, a key student athlete for you. Are there other student athletes that you kind of rely on for leadership this year? And who might those be?
2: Oh, man. Well, they all lead in different ways. Mm-hmm. So there's some, uh, and so we don't, we purposefully do not name captains. I never yeah. named captains. Oh, interesting. Because um, I think I can say this. John would have to be careful saying this, but I can say it. With a group <laughs> of 42 women, yeah, I do not like to draw lines in the sand yeah. and say, okay, you're the captain and you're not the captain. Because it could just get odd, even mm-hmm. with the best humans in the world. So we just let the leaders emerge where they emerge. Cool. And so we have leaders at practice who, they may be verbal. And they like yesterday at practice, uh, one of my sophomores, I think she's sophomore, um, said, can we talk? Can we talk? Can I talk to the team? And I said, pull them in. And so she's a very, she's a verbal leader. I heard Mm -hmm. a couple of other athletes speaking up to the group and I stood back and let them do it because Mm -hmm. they can say things to each other that I can't. So uh, let them (laughs) say it. Right. And then there's, um, athletes that lead by example. Mm -hmm. And just work their tails off and maybe they don't feel comfortable being verbal, but they can lead by example. So I, when I, I I hesitate to go, Oh, well, this is our leader this year. And this is, we just have a really strong leadership group and upperclassmen group and that are um, empowering the freshmen to lead as well, Mm -hmm. which I think that's a very important part of leadership on a team when they're comfortable, you know, looking to the freshmen and allowing them to lead verbally or allowing them to lead, you know, uh, by example. So uh, and I said it, I say it all year, they're very chill and they're also just really um, selfless. Uh, the upperclassmen are selfless. And so, I mean, if, if you threw some names out, I think one of our loudest literally, and she will not be mad <laughs> at me saying this, she will, she will smile that gorgeous, huge smile she has. Mariah Polk is a loud verbal leader on our team. She's very well respected. She's a sophomore, okay.
1: oh. very well respected.
2: Wow. Um, and just works her, you know, backs it up by just working her tail off. Mm-hmm. Um, Riley Chimwala speaks when she needs to, leads by example, speaks when she needs to, and when she speaks, everybody listens. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen McCain is a junior and very much leads by example. But then, if she needs to speak up, she does. And we just have the the leaders on the team are very well respected. So yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's it's easy to follow when you have leaders yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've it's heard really Coach
1: good. Drew say for years the best teams he's had are uh player led teams. Mm -hmm. Sound like you've got that going.
2: We do. And you know, I'm very careful about that because I'm a firm believer in you either create it or allow it. So while I let them lead verbally and uh on you know, I they lead verbally and they lead by example and we follow their little dynamic on this end over well on the other side I'm making sure I set the standard because if I were to just let them do it all, I would be allowing a culture and I'm unwilling to do that. So I want to create a culture. So we set the standards, we set our expectations, and then we let them lead each other within those, that mindset. And so that's our philosophy. Um and it's working out so far, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like mm-hmm. it
0: is. So incredible student-athlete leaders, but then also you have a great staff around you. Tell us a little bit about your assistant coaches, Director Bobs.
2: So assistant coach Kelsey Ryle has been here, I think this is her eighth year because it's my ninth, which feels really weird. <laughs> so she was on my team yeah. at, the, at the University of Oregon. She was on my very first team at Oregon. I stole her from Oregon State. This <laughs> is a very big deal mm. because her family's was very much into Oregon State. But she has Ooh. been with me for... Um, eight years and she's wonderful. Um, Courtney Oates, which is weird to say, former Courtney Pate. Um, this is her first year back at, at Baylor with us and she's a former bear. And I think she graduated in 2016 and she started two programs, one in uh, West Virginia, West Virginia, Westland started that program, came down and started a program at Mary Hardin Baylor. And, um, and then I stole her. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. I love it. She's doing great um, and is the nicest person I've ever met. She mm. makes me want to be a better person when I'm around her. I'm like, mm. Courtney. Very nice. Yeah, isn't she the sweetest? She is. She yeah. is so mm. sweet. Um, and then Treasure Fields basically just runs everything. So yeah. she's, it, that's not the
0: mic drop. <laughs> Treasure Fields does it all. I'm so impressed by Treasure.
2: She is just the best. Uh, you know, I did always, when we're meeting people and new recruits and stuff, I'd say, you know, I coached Coach Raul, you know, and I coached Coach Courtney. I didn't coach Treasure, but I coached her coach. So we're all related. So, <laughs> that's uh, cool. Treasure was actually a student athlete at Concordia University of Wisconsin. That's where she graduated from as an acro athlete. And then she started the program at West Liberty University in West Virginia. And then I also stole her. (laughs) I'm sensing a theme here, JMO. You know, you keep saying stole these people, but they came willingly. They
1: did. They They, were
0: drawn to a really good product.
1: Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. And really speaks to your coaching tree, which continues to just flourish, doesn't
2: it? It, it? It is. I'm surprised. What's really surprised me is this year, because I had four, wait, one, two, three, well, three no, four, five step into the coaching realm this, this year, year that wow. I had no idea. Like wow. Cam Bryant, I knew she was headed for coaching, right. but Maddie Cruz is the head coach out at Chawan uh, University, um, Alexis Folks, head coach at Barton College. Um, then you have Rafi Scotto it doesn't feel right Rafiello I always yeah, called yeah, her what her mom's, <laughs> mom called her Rafi Scotto is the head coach at UMHB assisted by Kate Puentes wow. and then Cam Bryant is the head coach at Texas Lutheran assisted by Sophia Roni. wow that's yeah. cool and it was very so UMHB Competed against TLU the other day. Oh, so they my It goodness. was the cutest wow, thing. I don't know if you shot. Great. I'm not much on social media, but I did post about that. I yeah. love that. Yeah, it's we got to go back
1: and look. Yeah. So
0: are any of those programs ones where they are starting the program? Yes. Okay. So
2: Cam Bryant started from scratch. Wow. So this is their very first year in, in competition. She's doing great. Um, uh, Rafi. Um, inherited a program okay. and she's doing wonderful. Sometimes that's harder, honestly, really? walking in. And she did walk into where Courtney Pate or Courtney Oates was. Right. So she yeah. walked into a good situation, but it's always weird to walk into a, a set culture. Um, so she's doing really well. Um, Alexis folks is starting a program at Barton and okay. um, Maddie Cruz inherited a program that had been there. Um, but is, is pretty much starting from scratch with okay. recruiting. So they're in, they're doing all of them are doing so well. And yeah. the hardest part of this, cause you come out of the sport and you think, Oh, I can coach this. And they totally can when yeah. they're the skills, but you forget. I always tell them like, Practice is like maybe ten percent of mm-hmm. this. There's so much more. So it's a huge learning curve, but they're doing well.
0: Yeah, that's really
1: cool. Mm-hmm. Felicia Mulkey, our guest on the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. I've had the privilege of calling games, telling stories about Baylor athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over eighty original podcasts and shows ranging from comedy, true crime business, and sports. Mm. If there's a story to tell Rogue Media Network is telling it, you can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And Coach fee, we have a gift for you. Okay. We don't usually, we don't often have gifts for our guests.
0: I'm not sure I've ever seen a gift, so I'm really on the edge <laughs> of my seat. Here. <laughs> I'm a bit nervous. It'll be a surprise <laughs> to both of you.
1: You mentioned, uh, and this will lead into the gift giving. Uh, you mentioned your team is very chill this year. Mm-hmm. What's the term you used with us when you were on the coach's show?
2: Did I? I said chill. Did I say peaceful? Peaceful. That's yes. it. That's yes. what I remember. Yes. Nice. Yeah.
1: So that's how she described her team. Is very. Peaceful. peaceful, isn't that great? I love. So we that. should go to the Eagles and easy, peaceful, peaceful, easy feeling <laughs> right now. But uh, the last time you were on the coaches' show, it was you and Coach Colin, mm-hmm. Nikki. Colin mm-hmm. were on there at the same time. We take questions from the audience, Fair Katie, time. as you know. And here is a question that comes from the back of the room, and it's from <laughs> Nikki. Oh it's, wow! It's, it's actually our first place foods. Ask the coach question. <laughs> wow. First place foods. That's a darn good pickle. Yes.
2: That's My what favorite. it is
1: on the coaches' show. But the question from Nikki says, "Peaceful or Zen? Really? How?" <laughs> <That> <laughs> so there you go. Awesome. There is so much. framed question. Wow. I love it from, from really the coaches' show.
2: I how? love that. Don't you think
1: every coach would say, "Really? <laughs> how?" <No. laughs>
2: I mean, there's challenges, but the less so this year. This is so cute. You know, I have a framed. From um, when Miss Girl made her debut yes, too, so yes. this is going to go into my collection. Right. So thank you very that's much. Amazing. I will treasure it. Very good. Yes. So, so what was good. the
0: answer to the question? That's right. How?
1: Let's repeat that.
2: <laughs> I, I, we answered it earlier. It's that <laughs> okay, upperclassman okay, okay. leadership. Yes, yes. Upperclassman leadership. For Man, sure. that's special. That really is unique. Really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. And isn't that great? I mean, mm-hmm. for a coach to have that feeling about their team and that feeling from their team. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a special year, and all of them are special. Everybody goes, well, what's been your favorite? I every It's like a chapter. Each year is like a chapter in a book, and they all have their own story. They all have their own journey. They all have their own challenges, and this one does as well. This one is just different than before, and I'm really grateful for the upperclassmen and the freshmen too because to have a good team, you have to have great leaders, but you also have to have people who are willing to follow, even if they are also leaders, and we just have a really – great group of humans doing that this time
0: yeah obviously such a history of national championships with this program but when you think about this the specific characteristics of this like peaceful zen team how Mm -hmm. do you think as you guys get into you know more postseason and national championship runs like how do you think that will help your team
2: Um, I think it will help, and then it will also create a challenge, too, Mm. because they – but, you know, I'm watching them at practice already overcome this, and and the people that need to step up and and speak will step up and speak. But um, the mentally toughest team will win, Mm. and in our sport, there's a lot of – and when I say mentally tough, people think a lot of times, uh, you know, that – Twitter will tell you tear you up for saying mental toughness, right? Because they're mm-hmm. thinking, oh, they have to play through injuries and they have to play through that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, poise under pressure, mm. and like that. that is what that's what wins championships, in my opinion, in any sport yeah. is poise under pressure. And this team will have a leg up on that yeah. because they are they take everything so they don't take themselves too seriously, you know. But there there's still a few on the team that are figuring out how they compete, and I think that's really you know part of getting peaking at the right time but I think poise under pressure that's what we're seeking as we get into the postseason and we're we're there I mean we're going to get there we have a leg up I don't know if that makes sense I don't know if I answered your question you did beautifully
1: no it's very good uh could you I mean this is obviously your background this is your wheelhouse acrobatics and tumbling uh I can't imagine the sport without you in it but could you uh with a little bit different mindset coach another sport Have you ever thought about that? I I think that I could,
2: but I don't – like I would not know – I am fascinated by humans and by Uh like their interaction and pulling humans together from all these different backgrounds and then having them work toward a common goal. Right. That that journey is fascinating to me, and I think it's why I keep coaching. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's – in any sport that happens. So I think I could do that in any sport. I just wouldn't know the X's and O's. I would have to hire like – you know, mm-hmm. Nikki Cullen, who knows the X's and O's, but I, but at the same time, you know, I think there's so much pressure on some, I, I don't feel a ton of pressure in my sport other than what I put on myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want to acknowledge that I feel like a lot of our sports, there's so much pressure on them, so much pressure to win, yeah. so much pressure, um, Public opinion, da 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 da. I don't get that yet. I hope that I retire before people care enough about my sport <laughs> or know enough about my sport to yeah. voice their opinion about my sport. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean I could I can't imagine doing Nikki's job or Scott Drew's job. It's also a different sport, so that those athletes are coming up into this differently. You gotta sure. remember my a lot of my yeah. athletes didn't know this was here. So yeah. there's a lot yeah. of gratitude. In our, and when I'm, when the uh, entitlement hits our sport, (laughs) I also hope I'm retired to my wiener dog farm by then. (laughs) We'll see.
0: So, have you seen any change in that just as the sport is growing so much just in you know the switch of hey four or five years ago it was all brand new and now you know kids are growing up seeing this mm-hmm. watching it supporting y'all have you seen a
2: little bit of a change in that pendulum 100 percent. and so uh i actually ask my team usually every year at the beginning of the year well how old were you when you knew about acrobatics when yeah. you found out about acrobatics and tumbling and Back in the day, you know, I mean, I guess we've been doing this, what, 13 years. It was, well, I mean, last year, you know, <laughs> and, right, or right. when I was a junior in high school. Right. More often than not now, people know about it earlier, and and I think it's going to keep going like that. Yeah. Um, I would like to believe we haven't hit – I mean, I feel – I still feel like – I still feel the gratitude piece on my team. Yeah. I think we work for that. But, oh, yeah, it's completely changing. And then we're about to grow exponentially. Mm -hmm. And so who knows where we'll be in five years. And I might not be talking about Zen in five years. (laughs) (laughs) I might be using different words. Yeah, That's fair.
1: Talk about the growth of the sport where we stand now. Are we at 51 schools? Is that right?
2: We are. We're at 51. Um, So the – uh, we're at 51 today, but I was on a I was on a call yesterday with okay. school. like I, I behind the scenes, and I hate to be cryptic about it, but behind the scenes, I know we're going to add, we're definitely going to add one uh, here mm-hmm. in the next month, and I would guess probably four additional, potentially before the summer. So we'll wow. very very quickly be moving that that needle even more, and it's like a it, they're all in like the ex- exploration stage, and then they're just going to all hit at one time. Mm, so right. I'm my goal. Um, obviously like a hundred down the road, but, um, we could, we could very realistically be at 65 schools with the sport by Christmas. Wow. That is that is realistic. By Christmas. Uh, yeah, just with them announced, right? Yeah. So that doesn't mean that they'll – a lot of times they'll announce – like Duquesne announced a year ago, okay. and they're just now hiring a okay, coach. Okay. They'll recruit a year. So, um, But the commitment, like the school's actually making the commitment, we could yeah. very easily be at 65.
1: Wow. Yeah. Really and exciting. to remind people, emerging sports status with the NCAA, mm-hmm. you're at 51, but you have to go through a full year with at least – 40 right and then the NCAA steps in or puts it on their agenda Mm -hmm. to uh to make you a full-time sport which is great I mean it's closer than it's ever been yeah and it's definitely going the right direction
2: right so we've been on the emerging sport list since 2020 and Mm -hmm. our at 51 we'll have to have 40 competing in a regular season this year we have 36 because we added I think 11, 12, 13 schools in 2022 alone. So those schools are in their recruiting year. So they're obviously not going to compete this year. So it's literally just a matter of time. And then we're considered an NCAA sport now. When we get to the 40, it'll kickstart NCAA legislation to move us to championship status. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be just another kind of, you know, benchmark for sure. And then just another piece of legitimacy, I think, for the sport.
0: Yeah, as you've served in that role of with the NCAA of expanding the sport, what does that kind of behind the scenes look like? Like when you, I feel like she's just brushing past, like, oh yeah, twelve, thirteen more, and I'm like, <laughs> how many meetings? Like, what is the behind the scenes that you can let us in on of what um, that process looks like?
2: Lots of outreach, and now it used mm. to be me just not, you know. Theoretically and metaphorically, knocking on doors, but yeah. sending emails and sure. annoying the crap out of people and getting <laughs> tons of no's. Um, now it's responding to interest oh, because wow. there's a lot of people out there that know about the sport. And then also continued outreach as well. And so I'll set up right now doing Zoom calls. When I was at the NCAA convention, I met with schools in person. Cool. Um, and that's always great. But now, like yesterday, I presented to um, an athletic director, a senior women administrator, and the vice president to a, a school and they are it's basically in the in the proposal phase and if it is approved they will announce within the next 2 months hire a coach by July 1 give a year to recruit like it moves wow, like that so it's, it's so yeah, fast yeah so it's about an hour on the phone here or there, just you know zooming in and creating relationships and, really and cool. some of these schools we deal with i i have dealt with for years like i one has kind of surfaced again that i'm super excited about because i really i get to know these administrators and they're my buddies and mm-hmm. i'm like i have so much respect for them and was so excited because i talked to this school before covid and they resurfaced again And I was like, oh, man, I'm so glad you're back in my orbit because I know when they start the sport, they're going to do it the right way and really excited about um, their region growing. And hopefully that'll be one of the ones we're talking about really soon.
0: Yeah.
1: And Janelle Cook with Mm -hmm. the NCATA, you know, I get emails from her regularly, you know, announcing new schools and just just things moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Things are going so well. I mean, everything is so positive.
2: Yes, I Yes, and we hope to keep it that way. I'm yeah. always like, knock on wood. Right, but, yeah, right, everything right. – you know, I think I think it's going well because we've done the right things for the right reasons, and we've created it in a way that's a true opportunity for student-athletes. It truly meets an interest and interest in abilities, and it really does add something to these schools that are adding. And I always – you know, uh, it's a win-win like the universities, it, you will add a sport for title nine, or maybe they're an enrollment driven university. And so this is a large roster and that's mm-hmm. wonderful. And that's the reason they're adding it. But on the flip side of that, they're like changing lives yeah. because these 40 women, 40 plus women get the opportunity to compete. So it's really cool to see it. It's, it's the right thing for the right reasons. And it's a win-win on both ends. Yeah.
0: Really impactful work. And it it is so cool to me to hear just kind of the updates as you do this. And it's like, This is on top of her full-time job as a head coach (laughs) at a a national championship school. So continue to be so impressed by Fee.
1: And let's make this point. Uh, We couldn't go through the whole whole podcast without saying, for the record, uh, there have been 11 national championships, (laughs) uh, earned one in the sport, in the history of the sport, in acrobatics and tumbling. Felicia Mulkey has been the coach of all 11 of those schools. That was four at Oregon and now seven here at Baylor with the COVID year when you were number one and there was no national championship. So you're going for number 12 in a row, Mm -hmm. number eight at Baylor this year. Yeah. Just for the record.
2: Well, that just really just makes me old. No,
0: <laughs> yeah. no, no, real
1: old. no, no, that
2: I, I it is. It's, it's weird to think about. I feel like I just got here yesterday, Yeah, you know, yeah. and, uh, but yeah, I'm excited and we're going to keep trying to win. I want to keep trying to grow the sport. Let's win when we have a hundred teams, you yeah. know, and we, we yeah. keep growing it and we keep sending these coaches out into the world and we keep expanding these opportunities. And then I put my Baylor hat back on and I'm like, okay, but let's win. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. try. <laughs> you
1: awesome. balance both of those really, really well. Yeah. Um, you want the sport to grow but you want Baylor to be right where it is, mm-hmm. right at the top as yeah. we continue. Well, it's great to visit with you. Have a good trip to Oregon next week. Uh, go to Off the Waffle. Mm-hmm. Shout out Off the Waffle yep. in Eugene, Oregon. And Cafe Oregon, Yum. Don't leave Cafe, Cafe Yum. Yum. So yeah. that'll be great. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you for having me, and thank you for my gift. There you go. Yes. <laughs>
0: Have you been looking for a new podcast to listen to? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I love the, the bio of Fee on the Baylor website.
0: Oh, my goodness. Just listen, I mean,
1: this says it better than I could say it. A transcendent leader on the forefront of the growing sport of acrobatics and tumbling. I mean, that Isn't is great?
0: exactly it and maybe even still an understatement somehow, yeah. even yeah. as poetically <laughs> as that is That's written. That's true, but that is uh, so
1: cool. So we appreciate Fee and appreciate uh, her heart for Baylor and her heart for the sport also. And really fun to visit with her.
0: Yes. I, the more time I get to spend with Fee Mulkey, the better. So good, I love it? that she came by <laughs> right to see us today.
1: <laughs> All right. That's our Sikkim podcast powered by Rogue Media Network. For Coach Felicia Mulkey, for Katie Smith, I'm John Morris. We appreciate you being with us. We'll talk to you next week with another edition of the Sikkim podcast.
2: You've been listening to the Sikkim podcast powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.